Blog Talk Radio. Greetings. You're listening to Divas Diamonds by Queen Diva, and I'm Queen Diva. Welcome to the show. It's Magnificent Monday, August 5th, 2019, and today I'm going to be talking about celebrating my 15th anniversary in ministry. Wow. I can clearly remember when I started in 2004 in Houston, Texas. I had just um, locked in an opportunity to be able to do a radio show on KPFT 90.1 Pacifica Radio in Houston, Texas. And it had a reach of 6.5 million people, both in Houston and Galveston area. And the only time slot that was available was a 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. every other Wednesday slot. And I was like, oh. (laughs) But I really wanted to be on radio, and I really wanted to um, share, you know, what was inside of me. I wasn't sure at first what my show was going to be, because at first I was going to do something else with um, another young lady, um, but she backed out at the last minute, and I was like, okay, what do I do now? And then I just prayed about it, and the Lord said, you do your own show. You do your own show, and just, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to guide you in doing the show. So I named the show Divine Voices with Queen Diva, and my show was immediately after one of the most popular hip-hop shows in Houston. I believe it's still going on today. And so it was a really interesting dynamic because the show was straight up hip hop. I mean, and trap music, um, screwed music, you name it, all that they, you know, played in Houston at the time. And then here I come afterwards with my show. And I wasn't even sure what direction I was going to do the show. Well, I had three hours and I had no music. And they would lock the music room at the radio station at night. So I only had about five CDs. That's all I had was five CDs. And one of the CDs was by Donnie, the singer Donnie. And he had a song called Cloud Nine. And he had the song. I had the single. So I had the song and the instrumental track to the song. So what I did was I used the instrumental track to talk over. And I used that very same song, Cloud Nine by Donnie, the two years that I was on the air at KPFT 9.1. So every time that music played, uh, what I was told by my listeners that would follow me and would actually write me letters, uh, they knew if they heard that song by Donnie, they knew that I was getting ready to talk because I only played the instrumental when I talked. And I would play the song. I would always make sure I played the entire song once during the show. But I always talked over the song, and it really was an incredible experience. Because I had a limited amount of music, I made my show a talk show. And what was really interesting is that that radio station is not a talk radio station at all. <laughs> it's not a talk radio station. So that's what I made my show. And, and basically, I talked about Jesus without ever saying his name, and it was it was more, it was like apologetic. It, well, it was. It was an apologetic way of sharing Jesus Christ to people who didn't know him and for those who were searching and were just kind of, you know, 
kind of figure it out because I was on at 3 a.m. or 6 a.m., so I had a lot of people who worked at night. Um, I had a lot of truck drivers. Uh, it was a lot of prisoners, a lot of prisoners from, um, I think the nearest state prison was in, um, uh, what is it, Stephen of Austin? I believe it was Stephen of Austin was the nearest prison. And they could hear my signal clearly all the way out there. And so I would get letters from them. I would get letters from uh, prisoners who worked overnight. A lot of them, you know, cleaned or was in the kitchen or that kind of thing, laundry. And and then also I would get letters from security guards and, and even some police officers um, that would be up listening to me. They would actually tune in. My demographic, interestingly enough, was mostly men. It was mostly men between the ages of, 25 and uh, I want to say 45, maybe 45, 50 at the time. And this was 2004. So, and I believe that because I came on after the hip hop show. And so because the hip hop show was really like extremely popular, some people would linger on and listen to my show, um, you know, maybe 30 minutes, an hour after. And then next thing you know, they would listen to my whole show. So, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing the show, and I didn't even know, you know, I didn't really realize it was ministry until um, I had somebody who would call every Wednesday, every other Wednesday, and just really give me grief and really just try to um, um, try to trip me up, basically, try to trip me up um, with my knowledge of the Word of God and, and being a Christian. And he was a devout atheist. And um, and he really gave me grief. His name was, um, oh, I can't even remember his name. <laughs> but it's not important. But the, the thing was is that by the end of my time on the radio station, it turns out that he was going through a lot of turmoil internally, and he was searching. And he was trying to discredit me because he was unhappy with his spiritual life. And he didn't really know how to come to terms with it. And it was a, a major issue that he was trying to deal with, the loss of his dad. His dad had died, but he didn't have get to have peace with his dad. And so for some reason, he just singled me out out of all the people on the radio station. And I was a, I was a board member at the radio station as well. And he would come to the board meetings and trying to interrupt the board readings and try to um, discredit me in front of the board members. And everybody knew that he was out of order and they would stop him in his tracks and tell him, sir, this is not on the agenda. So we cannot listen to what you have to say. Unless your item is on the agenda, then we can speak to you about the issue. And they would shut him down. They would shut him down. So it was really interesting my two years there. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about radio and I helped make some changes. When I got there, um, no one used to do drops or, um, you know, segues into their shows. But when I got there, I said, listen, this may not be com- a commercial radio, but my show's going to sound like a commercial radio show. <laughs> so I started doing my own drops. I started, you know, calling up my um, industry friends I knew and have them do drops and, you know, made it more polished and professional and, you know, just different transitions in the show. So I learned a lot, and I really made a difference at that radio station, and, um, you know, it's never been the same. And so I say all that to say, you know, whatever it is that the Lord has put in your heart to do and to share with the world, a ministry. Ministry, all ministry is a service. So whatever your service to the world that the Lord has for you to do, do it in excellence. 
student excellence. And it doesn't matter if you have, um, you know, a hundred likes or a thousand likes on social media or people say anything to you. If you are pleasing God in what you do, that is all that matters because God will make you great. I'm going to say that again. God will make you great. You're not going to make yourself great. God will make you great. So as long as you're pleasing God and you're doing everything that God has asked you to do and you're doing it in excellence and enjoying what you're doing too helps too, you know, because when you do things with a good heart, that pleases God as well. And a lot of people get tripped out. Oh, well, I'm not a Dane. I'm not licensed. I'm not in a pulpit. No, anybody and everybody can serve God right where you are, whatever it is you do. If you are an excellent um, janitor, you know, and you clean floors like nobody else. I mean, you clean the floors so immaculately, immac- is this such a word? Immaculately clean where people can eat off the floor. That's how clean it is. That's service. And you're blessing people every time somebody walks into the house or every time somebody walks into the school or every time somebody walks into the office and they see this clean, I mean, just the, the floor is sparkling, it's shiny, it's like you don't even want to walk on it. If you do that kind of excellence in your cleaning as a janitor, that's service. And you're blessing each and every person that walks through the door and sees that clean floor. And now people may not think that the little things don't matter, but they really, really do. They really do. No matter what it is you do. If you sew clothes, and that's all you do, it's so close. Well, just know that when you put something together and somebody gets their first suit and they've been trying to get a job for a long time and they're wearing that suit that you put together and it's given them so much confidence in themselves that they got the job, it's because you did what you did in excellence and that person was able to feel confident to do what they do in excellence and they was able to get that job. So don't ever underestimate what you do as being little. Because just like the Word of God says, everybody has its use. You know, every the tongue, the eyeball, the eyelash, the, the fingernail, the toenail, the skin, the bones, the muscles, every part of your body has a use and is important. It's important. So your service to the world is important. So don't think that it's not, whatever it may be. Many of you that may be listening to this now or years from now, just know that you have to get started with your service. The Lord has been putting something in your heart to do, and you have not done it because you've been second-guessing yourself or you've been putting off, oh, well, I need money to do that. Oh, well, I need importance to do that. Oh, I need to know people to do that. Oh, I, I don't have enough wisdom or knowledge or credentials to do that. No, no, absolutely no. God will give you anything and everything you need if you ask for it. You have to ask for it. And you ask for it in prayer. I had just did a sermon yesterday at my home church in Brooklyn. And the name of my topic was Pray Without Ceasing. Ten ways on how you can pray every day. And it's so important that you communicate with the Lord every single day, throughout the day. And you're like, well, Queen Diva, how do I do that? How in the world do I pray all day? I work, I got five kids or two kids or a husband, a dog. How am I going to pray every day? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Because in order to do your service, in order to, for you to do what the Lord has put in your heart to do, you must pray. You must pray. 
So while you are changing your baby's diapers, you're praying, Lord, I thank you for my healthy child and a healthy excretory system to where the body is excreting everything out that it comes in and that um, I have the pampers to change my child and that he can be fresh and ready to go on with the day. Washing clothes. Lord, I thank you for all these clothes that I'm washing. Many people don't have clothes. And every clothing that we have is is uh, fits well, and um, and it gives us great um, joy putting it on. You know, these are different ways that you can pray while you're doing what you're doing. You can be on the, you know, on your way to work driving, and there's traffic for days. Lord, I thank you for my car, and I thank you that I'm driving and that I'm able to experience traffic. Because there's a lot of people who can't drive. There's a lot of people who don't own a car. I'm, and, and, and I'm not at the bus stop or I'm not on the train or I'm not walking, you know. So there's ways that you can thank God and you can pray uh, to the Lord every day, all day, you know. You can be in line, and this is a good one. You're in line at uh, 20 items less, and somebody in front of you got, you know, 30 items, and they refuse to go into the line that, you know, that does more, and you in a rush, you got to go. Lord, help me to keep patience in this line so I don't go off because this person know they wrong by having all these items, and it only says 20 items or less. I only got two items in my hand, and I got to go pick up my child from daycare. You see what I'm saying? So that's a way that you could pray all day. So know that when you pray without ceasing and you're constant communion with God, you'll have the peace and joy that you need to go on with your day. You'll have the peace and joy and understanding and direction that you need to serve God in excellence. Because remember, ministry is serving. Serving is ministry. So whatever you're serving is what you're serving. So if you're serving twerking and and cursing and having a foul mouth and all that, that's your ministry. How about that? People don't want to talk about that. Okay. But I'm just saying, whatever it is that you're serving, that is your ministry. And you think, oh, well, I'm not this, I'm not, yeah. Especially those that's professing to be Christians. And yet you walking around, you know, half naked and cursing people out and being foul and, um, you know, just out totally out of order. Whatever you are giving, that is what you're serving. So you might want to think twice, especially if you're using God's name, because you're definitely using God's name in vain. If you're doing all of that and professing you a Christian, you got to fix it up. God's not pleased. He's absolutely not pleased. So it's things that we got to think about when we are out and about in the community, when we're out and about in the world, or when we're just sharing on social media. You know, there's a lot of things that people are sharing on social media that's really, I mean, and young people, young people and older. You know, you got to remember, whatever you are sharing, that is your ministry. So if you're sharing it on social media, everything's all hanging out, and you're cursing everybody out and just being all out of order, that's what people are receiving from you. Now, whether they're laughing along or liking it or whatever, that's not something to be proud of. That's not something to be happy about. It really isn't. It really isn't. It's not about judging. It's about you really taking the time to understanding what you're putting out there is what you're going to receive. And if you wonder why people are not respecting you and not talking to you of the way that you would like to be talked and respected, it's because of what you're serving. It's because of what you're serving. So you have to be more mindful and thinking about those things, and it's important. It really is important. Everybody has a purpose in this world, everyone. 
Every single person has a purpose. Every single person has a ministry and service that they are to give to this world. And why not do a positive one? Why not do a loving one? Why not do one that's encouraging and uplifting? Why do the negative? We have enough negativity in the world, in politics, in churches, in in businesses, in entertainment, you know, in the news. We got enough negativity. We don't need any more. We really, really don't. We need more positivity. We need more people to stand up and say, you know what, I want to give something, uh, be a blessing to other people. I want to be encouraging other people. I want to do something that's going to make somebody smile, you know, and not be sad, not be tearful, not be self-conscious, not be, um, you know, having, uh, um, you know, horrible self-esteem and self-worth. And, you know, why can't I make a difference? How can I make a difference? How can I help somebody who is, you know, in need of something that they can't find for themselves. Service, service. So these are the things that I think about. These are the things that the Lord puts on my heart. Um, in 15 years of ministry, what an amazing ride. I mean, that's really, it's so many things that I have encountered, so many things that I learned. Um, when I started in 2004, I was um, at a mega church in Houston, Texas, and I was there for eight years. And during those eight years, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And I was in every ministry you can think of. Um, I was in a, a youth choir ministry, Toastmasters, uh, a Sunday school, Bible study. I was in every choir known to man, um, a prison ministry. It was really amazing. Anything that I can get a part of, I was a part of. And I would be at the church out from time to open to the time to close. And I was there every day of the week if I could. And it was really incredible what you learn and what you see, what you observe, and and really how people treat you. Because when I started my ministry and I went full-time in 2005, it was very much um, a challenge. It wasn't impossible, but it was a challenge. And I just trusted God through it all. I trusted God through it all. And I had to, the Lord told me to quit my job. I quit my job. And I solely relied on how the Lord would take care of me solely. And um, and what I would do from time to time for money, I would um, either do coaching or I would do um, like marketing and promotions. I'm really good at graphics and things like that. So whenever the times are low, I say, okay, you need to do this so you can have this. And um, I would I would do exactly what the Lord would say and I would get the money, get what I need to do and go on to the next thing. It really, really was incredible. And I remember I had to minimize to just wearing T-shirt, skirt, four pairs of, uh, no, three pairs of shoes, one suit, one dress, and um, a couple of accessories, and that was it. He had, he had, the Lord told me to minimize to just that, and I worked it because I was a fashion miner. I knew how to accessorize myself to change it up every day, every week, and that's what I did for several years. People don't know my story, honey. I huh. <laughs> when you get on a journey and you trust the Lord completely, there's a lot of things that you have to let go of. There's a lot of things. You don't no longer it's not about you. Your flesh must die and you must listen completely and be obedient to God's word and God's will for your life. And that is the important This has nothing to do with you. And let me make that clear. And that's what people need to really fully understand. When you are choosing to serve God, 
and you serve God 100% and in excellence, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with your comfortability. It has nothing to do with anything that you need or want or desire. It has everything to do with the assignment that God has put on your life to do. And whatever it is that he wants you to do, you do it specifically the way he wants you to do it, without any murmuring and complaining or grumbling, and just do it with a good heart. When you do it those things, when you do it that way, let's put it that way, you do it that way, and the Lord sees you have done it 100%, you have passed your test, and then you'll go on to the next thing. And that's how it works. If you do not surrender completely and you give up, you know, your desire, because the flesh is, is your thinking, is your mind, is you. So if you are thinking in your flesh, in yourself, you will be doing the same thing over and over. You will have the same test over and over until you pass it. So those of you out there that's encountering the same things over and over and over, I highly want to encourage you to ask the Lord, Lord, what is it that I'm missing? What is it that I have not um, have not learned? Why do I keep getting the same test over and over? And that's just across the board. You may get the same test over and over at work. You may get the same test over and over at school. You may get the same test over and over in relationships. You may get the same test over and over in your church as you're serving under your leadership. So it's important for you to what? Communicate with God, which is prayer. If you're constantly praying, you're asking the Lord, you know, what do I do? What do I say? Where do I, um, you know, where do I, um, you know, what do I do about this? You know, what do I wear? You know, all these things are important. If you have an ongoing rapport or relationship with God, you're going to freely ask him for everything. And that's what he wants. He wants you to ask. When you are serving and you, um, you, you have, you know, whether you accepted your call or you are leading toward discipleship, which is all it means is to be a student of Jesus Christ. If you are leading to be a, a disciple or you're called in the leadership and ministry, the Lord is asking you, to just ask him for whatever it is that you need. Whatever you need, whatever he needs you to do. And trust him. Trust is a key word here. Because if you're asking him and then you're thinking in your own mind, well, that's not going to work, then you're not trusting him. What's the point of you asking if you're not going to do what he's telling you to do? So you got to know, if you're asking the Lord, what do I do, Lord? you got to be prepared to do what he tells you to do. And not try to understand with your own human mind you know, why he's telling you to do something or to why he's telling you to go somewhere, but to just respect and honor what God has said, do it in excellence, do it with a good heart, and know that once you've done what you need to do, you pass the test, you're going to the next thing and the next level. So these are things, you know, these are things that I definitely learned, the wisdom that I gained in the last 15 years that the most important thing you can do for anyone that's listening that may be starting their journey in ministry, in the middle or towards the end of, you know, a really hard part of their journey. Because there's horrors. There's highs and lows in ministry. And the one thing I can tell you that would really give you great peace is trust God. And I know people tell you that all the time. You hear it all the time on uh, by televangelists and, you know, maybe your, your parents or your grandma or somebody. But it really, really is true. When you trust the Lord in all things. You do not have to worry about the outcome. When you trust in yourself, yes, you absolutely will worry. And you absolutely won't get it right. You won't get it right. As much as you try and think you're going to get it right, you are not. And if you do, it ain't going to last. And it's going to go right back to being wrong. So the best thing you can do 
is to ask the Lord for help, for guidance, direction. The Holy Spirit will step in and do all of that. But you have to listen and trust whatever it is, you know, whatever the word is given to you to receive it. To re- and that's the thing, too. A lot of people don't know how to receive. They don't know how to receive. A lot of people don't know how to give, but a lot of people don't know how to receive. And it's both. And the scripture said it's better to give than receive. It really is. Because givers don't lack. Givers don't need anything. The ones who receive do. How about that? Those that are giving do not lack. You may think you lack, and if you're giving your last $2 or or $10 or $100 or $500, whatever, you thinking that you are in lack. No. If the Lord is telling you to, to sow into somebody, $200, a bag of groceries, the payday light bill, and you, are, you know, on your last or whatever, trust and believe. You are wealthier than the person you're giving. You are much more wealthy than the person you're giving. And especially if the Lord told you to do it, then he know he has something even greater for you right around the corner. He is waiting on your obedience to do what it is that you're supposed to do when you ask the Lord, how can I serve? So it doesn't make sense to ask the Lord how you can serve, and then you don't want to serve because it doesn't make sense to you. That's not it. That's not it. If you're going to say those words and you're going to ask the Lord, then you need to be prepared to do what he has for you to do. So these are many things that I learned in the last 15 years in ministry, and I am so excited to what the next 15 have to offer. Um, Life is very challenging. I would say that would be the best word. I wouldn't say difficult. I wouldn't say hard. But I would say life can be very challenging, but it's so much sweeter and so much easier when you trust God in all things. And that's the thing. We have a problem with all. We really do. We have a problem with all. We don't believe in all. We don't believe in all. But the Word of God says it many, 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 many times that you to trust God in all things. He will take care of all things. He sees all things. He is all things. So if he's all things, why are you worrying? Why are you worrying about paying your rent? Why are you worrying about paying your car note? Why are you worried about um, getting food on the table? Why are you worried about getting clothes for your children um, to go back to school in? Why are you worried about putting gas in your car? Why are you worried? If the Lord will provide you in all things in Christ Jesus, then why are you worried? Worry is not of God. Anxiety, worry is not of God. So if you align that into your spirit, then you need to be praying right now. Dear Father God, in the name of Jesus, release this spirit of worry and anxiety out of the pit of my belly so that I can continue on and do what you've called me to do in excellence and that I will know that, that I know that you provide me, provide for me all things. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it. And that's part of you praying without ceasing, praying without ceasing. So I want to just encourage those that are listening right now and think those really truly that have been a part of my ministry these last 15 years that pray for me, that give me an encouraging word, that's, that's bought me food, that got me clothes, that, that took me out to eat, to, you know, just to, to fill my belly and my spirit, that taken me to conferences, has got, bought my ticket to, to a conference. Those times I couldn't even buy a $25 ticket to go to a conference um, that, uh, 
bought me a plane ticket that is a, everything and everyone that's been a part of my life in the last 15 years that's sold into me. I want to thank you. And I bless God for you being obedient to helping me. Because a, a lot of times there's people, you know, that you know that should that should have helped you and you know in your spirit. And I'm talking to some folk out there that's listening. They know exactly what I'm talking about. You know somebody's supposed to sow into you and they didn't. Don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. Because not everybody's going to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. You just pray for them and keep it moving. And that's what I did. I prayed for a lot of folk that I knew was supposed to sow into me. But it's not a problem because God is always in control. And the same thing for you. For you, to, you know you're supposed to sow into people. Don't let another opportunity go by without you sowing into them. Because that person may have really needed you and not nobody else but you. So whoever you are, whoever this is for, don't let another opportunity go by. Don't let another opportunity go by that you were supposed to sow into somebody and your your flesh, which only means your mind, got in the way and you didn't want to do what the Holy Spirit led you to do because it's part of serving. Giving is serving. And that is something that a lot of people miss. When you are serving, it's ministry. So don't allow your feelings, your emotions, and your mind to block you and stop you from giving and blessing somebody else. So I want to thank you all for listening to my show. And um, you can contact me, uh, Divine Voices Media, at gmail.com. If you'd like to sew into my ministry, it's Cash App Divas Diamonds or Google Play. I mean, yeah, Google Pay at Divine Voices Media at gmail.com. Um, and you can just email me, say hello, or just, you know, if the show is blessing you. I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. I bid you love, laughter, and light. Have a magnificent Monday. And remember to serve with a pure heart and to do, thus saith the Lord, do, thus saith the Lord, always in your giving and in your receiving. Have a wonderfully blessed day.